0: What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of the Dolphins In-Depth Podcast. I'm Daniel Yafusi. That is David Neal. Thanks so much for tuning in. Quick reminder before we start, make sure to subscribe to the Miami Herald YouTube page, like, share, comment, as well as subscribe to the Miami Herald. There, That one. That one. That one. That really. Yeah. Yeah. We are, cool. we are a week into Dolphins training camp. The Dolphins just held their sixth training camp practice. On Tuesday, Um, they got an off day on a Wednesday ahead of uh, getting back to work on Thursday. We're a couple of days away from uh, the team's stadium practice, which should be pretty interesting, a change of pace. You know, they've been practicing at the Baptist Health Training Complex. Uh, They're about to head over a couple yards uh, over to Hard Rock Stadium and practice in the stadium, uh, their stadium, for the first time uh, this summer. But We've got a lot to get into. A lot has happened. Uh, since we last spoke previewing training camp storylines what we thought we might be talking about a week two weeks weeks from three weeks from now is not what we're talking about today just seven days removed from that podcast uh, yep. a week into training camp uh, we've had major injury developments both good and bad for the Dolphins how
1: many, how many minutes did we spent on Toronto
0: last week Yeah, we spent like twenty minutes on Taron Armstead and five five days later he's uh, he's back at practice. Yeah. So we we, we could have yeah, like you said, yeah. We oh, so, two on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so all good there. However, uh, the Dolphins did have a major injury development just two days into the start of training camp. You've probably heard of it. If you haven't, you've been li- living under a rock. Uh, but star cornerback Jalen Ramsey, the Dolphins' top offseason acquisition, uh, goes down with a meniscus injury. Second day of camp, had to be carted off the field toward the end of practice. Um, he underwent a surgery of a full meniscus repair. For that knee injury and he is out indefinitely now reports say that he could be out until December Mike McDaniel said that uh well, he didn't give a clear timeline timetable for his return but said he's working diligently with the training staff uh to try to come back as soon as possible by all accounts it seems like Ramsey is going to be sidelined until late in the season so obviously a really big blow to a defense that entered training camp with high expectations however David J Neal uh his first Dolphins training camp practice that he attended this year uh he had he got a good uh the Dolphins left a good first impression in terms of the defense the defense left the strong first impression uh in what I called one of the most dominant defensive training camp practices I've seen uh since I joined the beat so I'm gonna let David kind of take the lead here what did you see? From that unit, on what was a you know a very impressive day, the first training camp practice on Friday post Ramsey injury,
1: uh, I saw you know they couldn't seem to block Christian Wilkins. Or Bradley Chubb, and or both or Jalen <laughs> Phillips, or, or David Long, but but or, Christian Wilkins was letting them know about it at, at, as like you know as they're failing to block him. He was after he was failing to block him.
0: Had some choice words. So the practice, so the Dolphins yeah. practice inside, which does allow us. You know, we watch uh, kind of perched up high. Um, from, you know, their, that, uh, high. yeah, 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 not, yeah. I was going to say high but, not, high, but not, but not that high. So, you know, allows us to kind of yeah. hear some of the interactions and milkins you know, the, one of the more, uh, was it loquacious personalities? Is that the right word? Yeah. He, was, uh, he, he He had a lot of choice words uh, for the Dolphins offenses. He was kind of giving was, them the business.
1: He was, uh, he was telling them about themselves and what they were and weren't doing. And Bradley Chubb's running around out there looking like he was like the dude who's dots the I in the script Ohio at times. He was like he was happy because he was stuffing the run and he was, you know, uh, rushing the rushing the passer well also. And um, there were a lot of good defensive back play actually also. Um, and there weren't a lot of I think there were like one or two passes really completed completed. it it, 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 it it was that that bad for the dolphins offense yeah and hmm. and you know it's a training camp practice um practice yeah and you know the the thing about you know defense it takes more so to less so today with offense uh being as much of a passing offense as nfl offenses are these days uh there's less honestly you know two guys two or three guys can make a big play whereas uh on defense, it takes one guy, and you can blow the whole mess up. But this is, but this is
0: a new defense though that's being it's, installed with Vic Vangio. So I, I mean, it, and, and conversely,
1: and it's Dolph- the second year for the Dolphins offense, so right? I, but the Dolphins offense looked like it was the first time they were seeing that defense ever. It they had like, to, they've they, had some struggles against it for sure. They they look like you know they look like they brought that defense from Neptune and the Dolphin and the Dolphins were like had the Scooby-Doo look about him, you know, so um, yeah, it wasn't a great performance, but it was a training camp practice. It was one training camp practice, a snapshot. And um, you know, I, I, I hear they were, the offense was much better. Uh, yeah. Uh, the, the, which the team social media, quick, you know, definitely made sure to point out, you know, they made sure to show you highlights from the next few days so, you know, fans wouldn't think, oh, my goodness, are we going to be back to the Dave Wonstadt like days of trying to win games 17-14? And so, you know, I, look, the Jalen Ramsey injury is, you know, it definitely breaks up for now what should be one of the top three cornerback duos, if not the best cornerback duo in the NFL. Yeah. And if you have a top-notch cornerback duo these days – um and you have somebody who can play inside and you have a you know a Bradley Chubb and a Christian Wilkins uh who can create havoc inside and then create room for other people to mess you know to mess everybody's program up you've got a lot going on there. well this and you know yes they'll say okay this creates opportunities for other people to step up well yes it does but the Dolphins were looking at. You know Jalen Ramsey in that spot, um, yeah. banking on that he was going to be the Jalen Ramsey who was in Jacksonville, or maybe even the Jalen Ramsey just a couple of years ago,
0: yeah, no
1: and, and they're bank banking on Xavier Howard being the Xavier Howard of a couple of years ago. So while that's still possible, the Ramsey part isn't there. So uh, I, I don't think this cripples the defense uh, yeah. uh, at all, but I it you know definitely takes it down a notch and. Uh, yeah. This is, uh but there's still this defense. Pieces are in place for yeah, sure. There, there's a lot going on. There's a lot very good about this defense, and if they can get performances up to where you look at these guys, you, you don't you don't have to have a bunch of guys having career years. You have just have to have uh, the right guys doing what doing they job. well. Yep, yep. And uh, again, those guys are. I think it's Christian Wilkins. Bradley Chubb, Xavier yep. Howard, Jalen Phillips, third year, Jaylen outside Pope. linebacker. He's supposed Jaylen to
0: he's, he's really the guy who a lot of people are saying he's going to be like a probable potential all-pro guy if he matches kind of like the if all the physical tools kind of click with just like the mental side. He's right. the guy that a lot of people are saying could be the best player on the
1: defense potentially. And yeah, so. <laughs> those guys, if you have the key guys doing what they do, you know, normally, then you know, the other guys, you know, just need, just need to take advantage of all these opportunities and everything that's going to fall their way. Um, and you'll be okay. And you'll be, and you this should be a very, very good defense. And, you know, the Dolphins should be able to flat out outscore teams. And, you know, this, this sets up the kind of defense that the perfect kind of very good modern defense where, if, you, if you're the Dolphins, you get, you know, big play with Tyreek or big play with Waddle or, you know, you get a couple of big plays. Um, you score quickly and just psychologically that screws with people. It doesn't it doesn't matter that. OK, that's that's one score. It's like, oh, uh,
0: yeah. uh, you uh, know, you got to go down and score again, because if you don't, they can score in a hurry. And people
1: start get people get real uneasy. The NFL the coaches get uneasy. I, it, you know, quicker than I think in college football. Maybe it's because they have you know fewer plays, less time, something. But boy, they get you know they get down seven, and they're like they act like they're down seventy. And <laughs> you know, and um, I, I honestly think it's going to take like another generation before that cycles out of NFL coaches, you're going to get some guys who are used to like, okay, look, we're down ten, so. You know, we still have to score. We still have to score. We still have to stop them. It does. This doesn't. This has not changed. Um, but the Dolphins have that kind of defense, where, where they get up. The other, you know, other teams are like, oh my goodness, we got, we got to keep up. We got to keep up, and that puts them into the kind of game that plays right to the Dolphins' defense strengths. Yeah, and um, you know, that definitely can happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah I mean, so can I happen. Mean,
0: yeah, again, Friday was, and, and it was clear talking to you know McDaniel players. So uh, Ramsey addressed the, the team um after his injury. You know, before the news came out, he kind of wanted to let them know what the deal was that he was going to be out for some time. Um, and McDaniel said that what he said to his teammates, his defensive team, and specifically his cornerback room really resonated with them and moved them. Um, and several players after Friday's practice, defensive players were saying, "Hey, we wanted to, we wanted to kind of send a message. We wanted to play hard." for Ramsey um, in the past practices, you know, Tuesday, notwithstanding is really showed that talent. I think that there was maybe a little bit of an overreaction, obviously, you no know, post Rams injury, obviously when you lose a player of that caliber, um, you know, it's going to kind of put a damper on moods on moods, but it, it wasn't that like Ramsey was going to change life for this defense. I mean, the entire kind of, I want to say narrative, but the thing, the thing about this defense was that I think, the widespread belief was that they underachieved last year relative to their talent. So, you know, it wasn't that, you know, Oh, this one player is going to change life for the defense. Obviously Ramsey is one of the best, arguably the best cornerback in the NFL, the things he can do outside inside and kind of the versatility was something that you know a lot of people were looking forward to. And you're not going to have that. And I, th- I do think that there's going to be a little bit of a trickle down effect. Cause now they have to find uh, a guy to replace him. It looks like cater Kohu, their second year player is their projected slot corner. So they need somebody outside. You know, they just signed Eli Apple. Um, You know, they have Cam Smith, the rookie, the top rookie from this year. That's been looking good. Noah Ibnagini who's, you know, has had some early career struggles. He's looked pretty solid. Like I think the best thing you can say about a cornerback is that they're not getting targeted and you know, they're, they're not getting beat. And he's, hasn't really been getting beat to uh very much in team drill. So, you know, I think that's been a positive training camp for him. Um, this is a little bit of a trickle-down effect, and they do need one of those young, they need one of those young guys to step up. I think Kohu was like a solidified starter. He started 13 games, albeit as an undrafted rookie, but he's a bona fide starter as far as I'm concerned. They need yeah. one more cornerback to step up. If it's Cam Smith, if it's Eli Apple, if it's Noah Igbenogany, it could maybe it's somebody down the road. They need somebody to step up. I think they're good at cornerback until. Ramsey comes back whenever that is and then obviously I think kind of the one of the more underlying questions and kind of things that haven't really people haven't really talked much about is that Xavier Howard didn't have and he's admitted he did not have a season that was up to his standard last year. So I think we're kind of just assuming that he's going to be back to all pro form but still we have to see it. You know, we have to see him elevate his level to that play. And I think one of the things with Ramsey coming back and especially the de- uh, with Ramsey coming into the fold and the defense that they were going to be playing is that, all right, there wasn't going to be so much pressure on Xavier Howard. But now Howard kind of is relegated, back, or is steps back into that number one role for sure. So he's going to have to kind of, you know, sometimes follow the number one cornerback. So we do need to see him get back to that off level. But like you said, um, you know, all the talk about, the Dolphins defense was the secondary, but the defensive front was the one is really the group that I think is the most deep, like even before the Ramsey injury, they have the most depth, you know, especially the uh, the defensive front, like you said, Jalen Phillips, Christian Wilkins, uh, Zach Sealer. Uh, Bradley, so all those guys, like they have a multitude of guys who can disrupt the game in the pass game and the run again. And we saw that even David Long, who was, I think, an under the radar signing from Tennessee because, you know, you got a two year, 11 million, like you got a two year, $11 million deal. It wasn't one of those big money signings. And obviously it came after Ramsey, so nobody talked about it. But he's been one of their best defensive players the past couple of days in terms of, you know, sideline to sideline speed, being able to do things in the run in the past game. Like they have a lot of talent. And, you know, Durham Smythe, the tight end, even said, I think we have the best defensive front, you know, linebacker, defensive lineman in the NFL. Um, you know, there's a lot of some teams that you, know, you could say San Francisco, some other teams uh, could, you know, have a have a say in that in that matter. Um, but the Dolphins defense is definitely up there. Um, so I, I think that again, that I think there's a trickle down effect when you could obviously you have to replace a player of that caliber. And you know, whoever ends up uh taking Ramsey snaps, they're not going to be Jalen Ramsey. There is gonna be a trickle-down effect. But you know, maybe if they're not a if the projection was oh, they're a top five unit, maybe they're a top 10 unit. That's still a, a marked in, marked improvement from what they were last year. I still do expect them to be a top 10 unit. Like I don't, I don't expect there to be a massive drop-off because the overall because it's not like Ramsey was overcompensating it's not like they you know Ramsey made up the entire defense and it's like the defense revolved around him I think that they have a lot of guys that you said can impact the the game especially if you have an offense that's scoring a lot of points the way this defense is set up it's set up to make uh offenses you know make it coin quarterbacks make mistake and again like you said if you're up you know, you're playing a lot of zone, you're not giving a lot of open looks to quarterbacks, you kind of force them to, to, you know, make some aggressive throws, and to force some things in there, and then maybe you're able to capitalize off those uh, those mistakes. Um, I still expect this to be a top unit. Um, Is there going to be a top five unit? I'm not sure about that, but I I expect them to still be significantly better than they were last year, even without Jalen Ramsey.
1: Yeah, and, and and also if you're going to have an injury on a defense, uh, and a defense that has quality at each level, I honestly would rather be the cornerback because I don't know the Dolphins had a lot of injuries well, last year. the Cornerback, well, well, no, I'd ra- I'd rather be there because I'd rather if you t- ask me, okay, which which would you rather have, like the blanket, you know, the blanket coverage, the great, you know, the great corner, or would you rather have the great guy rushing the passer? Okay. Okay, I, I uh, see I, that. I, see I that. want that. Hey, the the Giants took down the 2007 Patriots because they the could great rush pass the rush. Yeah, because they, they they could they could rush the passer, and that's the only way that team was going to get beat was the teams that could really 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 rush the passer, and it's you know not every team in the NFL is the 2007 Patriots, but but every team in the NFL is throw, almost every team in the NFL is throwing the ball all over the place. You know, with the exception of what maybe Philly. Uh, you got a few other teams that you know run the ball, run the ball as a major part of their offense. But a major, major part of their offense, you know, that's their offense works off that. Most teams, the offense works off the pass. What you know, whether it's you know, going going downfield, going sideline sideline, one way or the other, it's working off the pass. I'd rather have the pass rush these days. I want yeah. I want pass rush. And, um, so, and the Dolphins still have that. And so, yeah, I, I don't, you know, I, I, does this injury hurt them a little bit, but yeah, I, I I think they're going to be fine. And, you know, now let's, we hope we think, and let's see how it plays out. Uh, not just in the preseason, but you know, we're not we're not really really going to know anything until you know this you know this stuff gets real
0: yeah yeah um again you know out indefinitely um NFL Network report that he's out until december uh, McDaniel didn't give a timetable, um, but we did see, you know, he actually was at practice today. Um, he was on crutches, um, but, you know, talking to some of his teammates while it's in practice, McDaniel said he's extremely invested in not only, uh, you know, this rehab but returning to the team and this team as a whole. I think that that was a sign of that. Um, so that was a pretty cool sight uh, seeing him at practice on the field. And uh, again, uh, several months away from his return, um, but he said he's attacking his rehab. So we'll see uh, you know you how the defense holds Uh, Holds up without him in the coming weeks and months. I'm sure
1: he is attacking as rehab. He's number one. He's an you know he's an athlete, but another thing, he's a prideful man. Yeah, very prideful. What he put on film last year was not what he wants the last film of Jalen Ramsey to be. So I'm quite sure he's you know he's busting butt to get back in December and be part of also be part of a. You know, possibly a team possibly making a deep playoff run. But you said you said the late you said the late season push is going to be uh going to be legendary, and, and you know also breaking you know breaking this. You know, for for all, players, a lot of times don't care about history, don't you know? Don't, but you know they're tired of hearing have not won a playoff game in you know two some of the times, yeah. you know, so yeah i'm yeah. sure that it's going to go okay look let's let's do this and get this out of way, so they can stop asking us about it stop talking about it and you know the organization can move forward yeah so- yeah,
0: Ramsey, like you said, Ramsey is definitely still a very prideful player, one of the most confident players. Um, the day before the Dolphins open training camp, he spoke to the media and, you know, he corrected a lot of media that he corrected one media member that said uh, he's one of the best corner. He said, no, I am the best corner. Uh, so he's definitely going to want to get back to the field as soon as possible uh, and, and prove that to be true. All right. We're going to take a short break. But when we come back on the other side of things, we're a week into training camp. I was Tua talk about lower lucked. Uh, he spoke to the media today, he spoke about a lot of things, how the offense is going, uh, plans for the preseason possibly. So also the benefits of his uh, jiu-jitsu training. He's kind of uh, already reaping some rewards. Uh, we're going to talk about two in the second half of, th- second half of things. Uh, but stay locked with us, and we'll be back soon. What's going on, everybody? Still here on the Dolphins in that podcast with David Neal talking about all things. Dolphins Now, in the first half. We were focusing on the defense, uh, which is still adjusting to the lots of all-pro cornerback Jalen Ramsey, but we're going to shift over to the offensive side of the football, where it's kind of been a up and down, kind of back and forth performance for the Dolphins offense. Um, obviously they're going up against a very talented defense, um, as we mentioned before. Uh, but Tuesday, the Dolphins six practice was, in my opinion, Dolphins' uh best showing on offense, particularly. For starting quarterback to a tongue of Iloa. Um, I, I will say it feels like entering his fourth season. Um, it's been kind of a quiet camp for him. And I think that I say that in kind of like I, I, th- I believe that's a good thing. You know, last year there was a lot of noise, a lot of questions. Can he complete the deep ball to Tyreek? Is he an actual starting quarterback? And I feel like the lack, I feel like the the relative normalcy of his training camp is kind of reflective of Uh, And kind of a testament to his standing as, you know, what I would say as a bona fide starting quarterback. Like, I don't know if there are a lot of people um, questioning whether he can play or whether he's a starter. Uh, For the most part, it's just about his health. He's going to be there. (laughs) Exactly. But, you know, he's been there for each training camp practice. Um, Again, I thought he looked very, very good today. Um, It was actually a very productive day for all of the Dolphins, headlining stars on offense, not only Tua, but Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle. I will say that because this time last year, uh, we had a lot of clips and videos of Tyreek catching long balls from Tua, Tua kind of snapping back at the media and his critics saying, oh, I look nice to me with a little over-the-catch motion. Um, but I described in my story that you can check up on the Miami uh, Herald website, I described the start-to-training camp as a workmanlike. like um, I, I've mentioned this several times, but I think that these set of summer sessions are going to be some of the most impactful for Tua because of the defense that he's going up against. Uh, we know that Vic Bangio is one of the best defensive minds in the NFL, the Dolphins new defensive coordinator, and he's had a scheme that Tua has frankly struggled with a lot in his first four years of his career, uh, first three years of his career, I'll say, um, you know, a lot of people remember I believe his rookie year facing the Broncos when Vic Fangio was the, uh, the head coach and defensive play caller. That was one of his worst games of his career. We asked him about that uh, back in spring about what he remembers about that game. He said, I remember getting hit a lot. Didn't really know what I was doing out there. And at times we've kind of seen uh not only him, but the entire offense struggle. You know, we talked about that Friday practice where it seemed like they couldn't even complete a pass. That's how you know aggressive and confusing this uh this defense is. Um, but again, I, I again I think Tuesday was the his best practice by far. Um, really looked comfortable. Um, and again, it's always good when you see him connecting with Tyreek and Jalen. And he spoke about Um, kind of the benefit of, you know, these practices and how he looks at it. Because from the media and kind of the outside perspective, it's like, all right, the offense won this day. The defense won this day. It was 50-50, 60-40. He said this. He would say, I would say the way we look at it is not result-based. Um, It's basically letting everyone finish with whatever technique they got. So regardless of whether the play was a sack, our defense gives us the opportunity to continue to read it out, to extend plays. It also gives the guys on the back end an opportunity to continue to play within a broken down play. If a quarterback escapes the pocket, they're going to have to move around and maneuver how they're going to cover guys. Um, We continue to say, again, it's not result-based, although there are some things that we've gotten corrected in every area where it's a blocking scheme, a route, how the guys are running the routes, how we're looking at reading routes, our progressions in the plays, then where the checkdowns are, all of that. I think it's really good when we're able to look at it like that, and not oh I got sacked next play. So again, you know, a lot of times when you know as reporters, media, when we're looking at it, we're like all right, this is this play ended up with the Christian Wilkins sack or Jalen Phillips sack or a two completion to uh, uh, to Tyree Kill, but they're kind of looking at it at it looking at it with a more you know broaden lens you know the entirety of the play making sure that everyone's in the right spot they're everyone's executing all living guys are executing it I think that's a fair way to look at it because again I I think it's not obviously it's it's fun to to jot down like this guy standing out or this guy's maybe struggling it's a little bit more than that like it's, it's an entire team so the focus isn't really so much on one player as it is the entire team and all of them working cohesively what did you what did you kind of make of those comments i thought that was interesting
1: well no that, i mean that's but that's what training camp is everybody's trying to work on something different and you're you're trying to work on some so much in, a, in every play you know um like to a said okay what happens if the play breaks down what happens if I have to move out, you know, to my left, what happens if I have to move out to my right? Mm-hmm. What happens, uh, you know, what adjustments are supposed to be made offensively? What adjustments are supposed to be made defensively? Yeah. You know, they they have to, you know, defense, we always, we're, we're often focus on the offense. Um, but the defense also has to work on, okay, what happens? What do we do when, you know, things break down for us? And... So there are times where you know we'll look at obviously you'll look at and the passing plays are obviously the easiest ones to you know kind of look at because your runs you're like okay was with that have it's been like yeah tackle? would that have been oh, a oh, five oh, yard oh, run oh, or a
0: three yard run or would he, have,
1: would he have broken out of that tackle behind the line of scrimmage and made it made something out of that you know it's but you know I I saw some plays the other day and you know you see see all the time where okay somebody breaks through and you're like okay that would. That probably would have been a sack okay but they continued on with the play and you know there was a completion made around the sidelines i can't remember who wide receiver made a nice catch in the boundary that is you know so i'm sure you know to us we look at it okay that's that would have been a sack you're kind of getting the best of both worlds yeah then they're saying hey okay but we may but we know what we're doing and you know, we still had a chance to make something out of it. That play could have still been something if it had been a real game. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's, that's completely fair. And it's one of the reasons why training camp, uh, you know, even for, you know, even for the people who've watched a whole lot of training camps, you know, 20 years of training camps, 30 years of training camps, some of the people out there, um, you know, I think as a bow camper out there, so, you know, we're talking 40 something years of training camps he's seen or been a part of. You're still it's it's still hard to really tell sometimes. You make a great assessment of what you're seeing because you're not entirely privy to what they're trying to do. I mean, it's it's it's,
0: it's kind of like a, I kind of equate it to. A game, but even having less information than a game, because at least yeah. a, even watching a game, at least sometimes you get replays. But a lot of times it's very fast pacing. It it is tough to say. I mean, even a lot of the situational stuff they do. Like sometimes you might see a short pass, but it's like all right, they were doing red zone third down drill. So what might not look like a successful play is is a successful play. Um, right. And, and to his comments kind of mirror a lot of the stuff that I have heard from Mike McDaniel about you know being process oriented over results oriented now that's not to say that the results aren't important but you know if you focus in on the process and making sure that the alignment is right and uh, you know the execution from snap is right that's when the results will follow so even you even if talking to a lot of defensive players you know they'll they'll kind of downplay the uh you know the extent of their success as well and they'll say hey we still got some stuff that we got to clean up in terms of our process and the way we execute some things uh as well um so again i mean this ebb and flow up and down i mean i think it's good like i think i think it's it's best obviously i think a lot of people would agree it's best when it's not just one side of the unit dominating and again just because we don't see the long passes and all that doesn't mean that we're not seeing um you know kind of good work being conducted uh from both sides of the ball um another thing that i wanted to bring up i know we discussed this a little bit last week um as we preview training camp um The for the first time was asked whether he thought he needed to play in the preseason, whether he wanted to play in the preseason. He had some interesting comments. Um, he only, and just, just for a reminder, um, he only played in one preseason game last year. This is before all the cushion issues and whatnot. Um, the Dolphins had a set of joint practices that, you know, a pair of joint practices last year, um, And Tua, I I believe it was with the Eagles and the um, the Buccaneers. So he had first set with the Buccaneers before the preseason opener. And then they had um, another set of joint practices with the Eagles before their preseason finale. And then Tua played one series in that Eagles game. um, But asked whether he thought he needed to play in the preseason. Um, Tua said that, you know, it didn't really matter either way to him. The exact quote is, I think whatever work we need as an offense, whatever Mike thinks we need, I'm for it. Uh, if whether I, whether I play in all the preseason games, I play and then I play in one, it doesn't matter to me. Now I, I would say in in this instance, and we mentioned this again before, but, uh, I think the Dolphins kind of faced a little bit more of a decision with, uh, Tua maybe compared to other quarterbacks in other years, um, you know, more teams are increasingly keeping their starters and key players out. Um, but there is a fair question, you know, the last time Tua got live game reps, was Christmas Day. You know, that was the game where he was later diagnosed with the second concussion, effectively shut down for the rest of the year, did not play again. Um, so it's been, off the top of my head, eight months or so since we've seen Tua on the field. And obviously... That's seven plus, but... Uh, you know, yeah, seven plus. But I
1: mean, we, we haven't it, seen him... Practice next time. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> off the top of my head, you know... Yeah. Yeah. Most, most not counting.
1: counting the months is tough I know
0: yeah but uh but you know we haven't seen him for seven plus months um he said that he's most likely going to wear the new quarterback specific helmet that the NFL um and their team and their doctors created um in order to help prevent head injuries he's been wearing that since the spring he said he's probably going to go with it he said it's a little like a percentage um safer than the helmet he's been wearing um so I feel like I feel like it'd be good to get him in there. Um, I I mentioned it before, but especially now that, you know, he's wearing this helmet, he hasn't really taken a lot of hits. He kind of joked about a hit that he took in spring where he did a somersault and he was like, that's the first time I did that. Um, I feel like it'd be beneficial, even if he looks good in joint practices, which is the reason why he didn't play much in the preseason last year. I think just for just to kind of get back in the groove, especially for a guy like all of these guys haven't played for several, several months but us specifically, and given the nature of his injury history, I think it'd be good for him to get those live reps. Like we saw how he was coming back after, I believe it was a two, three game absence from the first concussion. And he was a little bit, he was a little rusty, a little bit rusty in the Pittsburgh Steelers game. And he mentioned how he kind of needed to go out there and take that hit. I think he lowered his shoulder into a defender and everyone was kind of, kind of held their breath for a moment, but he said like, I Needed that, like you told him, like I needed that. Uh, I think it'd be good to get him out there for a series or two, whether it's first, second, third. Um, honestly, just to kind of feel the bodies around him, and if he does get hit, just kind of know that all right, he can take the hit. He has the new helmet, he has the jujitsu training, maybe kind of put that into practice. Um, but just kind of feel a little more comfortable before you kind of throw him out for the live bullets, uh, in the season opener.
1: Yeah, I think I, we talked last week. I mean, it's it doesn't need to be a lot, uh, but he has to play. He, he, he has to play. I, I don't think you can have your first real action, you know, since Christmas day, uh, by that point, it will be over eight months. And. um, Yeah, it is. It, it's eight months because of an injury. And. There's a question about how well you going to come back from this injury. There's, you know, and, and no matter how he says it, there's a question in his head. Yeah. How well he's going to come back from it. It's injury.
0: more mental than physical, honestly. I know right, I mentioned, I know I mentioned that he, he might take a hit, but and, it's more mental just to be like, all right, I can do this. I'm right. out
1: here and I've done and it. And so, you know, he needs to he needs to play. Um, like I said, I stay with what I said last week. You know, go into the game plan in two possessions. You know, he walks the offense down the field, they score. Like, pat on the back, get the yeah. get the baseball Thank you Very much good night. Well, good night. And you know, maybe uh, I think you should do that first preseason game, maybe second preseason game. Same, same plan. And then third preseason game, you know, you're you're trying to decide the the roster, the bottom of the roster, and looking for people to impress you there. So he doesn't need to be part of that. Um, because you know the other side got guys running around out there you know, half cock crazy. Um, you know, you don't need him out there with that. Yeah. So yeah, I, I think he has to play. And I think it'll be good for him. I think it'll be good for everybody. Uh you know, of course, you know, if he gets, you know, hit bell rung and he's, you know, out for six weeks, nobody's yeah, gonna everyone's do it. Everyone's gonna tell but, it's a terrible, but, but say then, it's a terrible but, decision. But right, but then you're gonna sit there and say, okay, fine, but Obviously, this could have happened. Yeah, couple weeks. Uh, And and to 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 his credit, I mean, he even said he said football is a freaky. Like he
0: said several times, he's like God willing. Like who knows what's gonna happen when you go on the football field? He said football, crazy freaky things happen. He's like he even mentioned like and truthfully, like listening to him speak uh, after practice on Tuesday, he seemed I don't want to say hesitant to wear the helmet, but it doesn't seem like something that he. uh I would say went out of his way to kind of, I, I don't know. I don't think the decision was made, you know, on his own to wear that helmet. Like he's, he seemed kind of reserved about it. Like he like he kind of has reservations about it. Like, Hey, the, the helmet that I have has been high, very highly rated by the NFL too, but they say this one is a little bit of a fraction of a percentage better. So, you know, we're going to try that and see how it works. And even went out of his way to say, Hey, it's not that, you know, people are smacking me upside the heads, you know, that I'm falling and then hitting my head. Uh, so, you know, I understand where he's coming from, but obviously if the NFL says that this is a helmet that, you know, has a even greater chance of helping prevent concussions, um, you know, I think it's it's prudent and it's wise, again, to exercise all efforts. You know, he, he's done everything right and everything he can to try to make sure that he puts himself in the best position to stay healthy, whether it's bulking up, adding some weight, doing jujitsu and not wearing, you know, what is, what is believed to be safer headwear Um all of that. He's doing all the right I, things. I wonder how comfortable that helmet is. It looks it looks kind of big. I'm not gonna lie. It looks it's a it's a, it's a bulky helmet. I can I could imagine
1: aesthetic wise why you don't might not. not aesthetic wise, <laughs> I'm thinking he's probably you know these guys are you know very strongly built. You know, obviously their you know necks are strong and everything. But I'm sure if you're used to X kind of helmet, yeah, yeah, for being sure. X, then you know a helmet that weighs X plus Y is, feels, like, hmm, feels
0: like. I mean, hey, he said feeling, he said he's feeling good with it. He said, yeah. he's gonna, he said he's going to try it out at the beginning of the season and roll with it. Uh, so uh, <laughs> hopefully hopefully, it does its job. I know, obviously, like I said, it looks a little bulkier. It looks like a l- little bigger, more padding uh, around, you know, the, the the head area. But if it does its job, that, that's really all that matters. You know, aesthetics be damned, right. you know.
1: Yeah, I, I don't think the aesthetics are the thing. I, I think it – I really think it's a comfort thing with him. I, I, I can't see him being – I mean, I, I guess I can't see him being a, – a, that vein that he worries about the helmet like that. Yeah. But I can see I get like a lot of athletes, you know, it's like, oh they have no. a certain way of I going don't, about I things, don't they want wear to things because right. they're so
0: comfortable
1: there, with things. There yeah. are, you know, race race car drivers who, I mean Dale Earnhardt for a year, he think right to the end, he still wore uh, the kind of helmet you would see more like in the 60s and 70s than you know the full thing you would see, you know, in the 80s forward. So uh, because that's what he was used to. And yeah. I, th- I think, you know, players, athletes are like that. They, you know, they like what they're used to. They like what they feel comfortable with. They like what they feel comfortable with. The, you know, the guys who feel like they have to look good, you know, they're the ones sitting there, you know, making sure everything's just right. right. And there are the guys who just, they just want to feel comfortable in their padding, in their uniforms. And um, so, yeah, if that, if there's any, if it feels any different, you know, especially up around the head and neck area. And, you know, he's like, he's like, you know, like, like a kid when you're trying to put the coat on him and they don't want to put the coat on, you know. Eh, eh, eh. You know, athletes are creatures
0: have it, Like you said, they're, they're used to certain things, wearing certain things. But obviously, you know, safety comes first. So, you know, the Dolphins and everyone knocking on wood that, you know, that as well as the other measures uh, help to prevent further injuries. All right, that brings us to the end of another edition of the Dolphins in that podcast. I want to thank Woo! you guys, as always for tuning in. Uh, reminder: make sure to subscribe to the Miami Herald YouTube page, like, share, comment as well. Subscribe to the Miami Herald. We got a bunch of new stories on Tua practice reports, notes from the past few days. Teron Armstead, as we said, returning back to practice. Not sure if he's going to be in the preseason. These one guy that I'm sure is probably not going to play in the preseason, uh, but he's back. <laughs> He's back <laughs> on the practice field. So definitely go to my Real website and check that out. Um, check all of our water to wall coverage of training camp. Um, we're going to be back next week. And when we come back next week, uh, we'll be recording fresh off the first set of practices with the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, Atlanta's coming for a couple of days before the preseason opener. Uh, we got football coming up. We got the Hall of Fame game. I know. I know it's not. I know. I know you're gonna roll your eyes. You're rolling. Your eyes. It's not real football. But We got the Hall of Fame game nah. uh, this nah. week, it's and right. then we got the Dolphins preseason opener next Friday. So
1: we're getting slowly <laughs> we, but surely. The, the you forward. know the Zach the Zach induction is great. Obviously, yeah. I was gonna
0: say no, no, definitely. No. Re- oh wait, I was gonna say go to the Miami real website to read where Cody's great column on uh, zach thomas entering the hall of fame he spoke to media members and, a couple days as well and it was a great uh media session uh I, this with, is
1: also gonna be a, the hall really, of fame. it's really interesting hall of fame class because you got a, I, I feel like they, they did a lot of making up here like okay, yeah these yeah. are guys that should have been like we don't know how they're we, we know how they we gotta gonna, make sure we gotta make sure they get them yeah in. zach zach thomas uh ken riley a cornerback with the bengals in the seventies, the Bengals, the Bengals problem in the seventies was they were in the same division with the Steelers and, or else you would have heard of a lot of these guys and a lot more and they would have more hall of famers. Ken Riley, I think I, he made, I think he made me one pro bowl or maybe none, but he was, you always knew he was one of the best cornerbacks in the league. And it was like, how, how is he not making the pro bowl? Well, he's, he had Mel Blunt and, you know, Willie Brown and those guys in the same, in the same conference, but he was a heck of a, he had a cornerback. He had like 65 career interceptions. Don Coriel, uh, the architect of what was back then called Air Coriel, yep. he brought the Cardinals, he made the Cardinals relevant in the 70s when that division was dominated by d- Dallas and Washington. Uh, the Cardinals came up and won two straight division titles. Uh, then he went to San Diego. And that Air Coriel offense is the basis for so much of what you still see today in the NFL. Um, basically, it, between Bill Walsh and the West Coast offense, and Don Coryell and his offense, but you between those two offenses, that occupies pretty much everything they, the NFL has done offensively. Trace it for the last forty some years; traces back to those two guys. Yeah, um, there's obviously Joe Thomas. I think a uh, Cleveland, uh, you know, poor guy. Browns, like his yeah. whole whole career on a terrible. Terrible but, Cleveland, but game, but he he was, one of the
0: best without a diamond. I mean, that that speaks yeah. that he was yeah. on a terrible team. Terrible team. Every everybody knew, he, was he was no doubt best. Hall of Fame. Yeah, he
1: was no doubt he was one of the best. There was like everybody was like, yeah, oh, on, That's a shame. Yeah, Darrell
0: Revis who you know, it's kind of it's kind of cool. Like now, some of the inductees are guys who I like definitely. Washington, the problem. like. I remember Revis Island. Oh yeah, uh, I was younger. You know, just just really like clamping down our whole half of the field. You know, one of the best man to man corners we've ever seen.
1: Um, and um, also Joe, I mean, Joe Klecko is finally getting, getting in. Uh, he was, he was amazing. He was, I hate that word amazing. It's, it's overused, but he was a tremendous player for that New York sack exchange in the late seventies, early eighties, the Jets line, uh, even before they got gasno and uh and Martin lines and they became a really good pass rush unit. He just he messed everybody. He messed you up, and inside, uh, he was really problematic. I think for you know he was one of those guys. When I think Marino was asked about like the guys you best guys you played your toughest opponents, and you know he's like, oh yeah, Bruce Smith, Claiborne, Cleco, and you know. Uh, but uh, you know he was one of the toughest guys uh, out there. Played through incredible injury, incredible injuries. You couldn't get him off the field and so yeah there's a i think there's a feels like there's a lot of and then there's zach who's you know who was such a good linebacker for so long he gave the best quarterbacks there major problems and so now and he's you know was kind of denied the hall of fame i think it's like you know, 10 years a decade, yeah, a decade yeah decade yeah for that's that's kind of jarring to me as so i remember when he retired it was like okay you know he'll, he'll be in the hall of fame soon um so yeah, it feels like a, a lot of made up, and especially because uh Ken Riley and uh Don Crayel uh have passed on and um but it's good that they get get the props and they're in the hall of fame where I be- I think they belong. That's yeah, I don't see those as makeup calls or anything. And that's just getting it right. Deserving. Deserving, guys. Uh getting it right. So Yeah, I mean that's gonna that's gonna be a cool thing about Hall of Fame weekend and then the game's gonna be kind of interesting for, you know, a few series and then you Know it's you know, it's the longer you cover this league, the more you're gonna look, the, the shorter the, the preseason games get interesting to you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it's real football nonetheless.
0: And like you said, Hall yeah. of Fame weekend is, is definitely a treat. You know, I, I went to the Pro Football Hall of Fame when I was uh probably in sixth grade, so several several years ago. Um, uh, that's a really cool experience. And obviously, the Dolphins are going to be represented, but Zach, he's going to be speaking first. He's he said, he said during his media session, I, I don't know how I'm going to get through it without crying. You know, I'm gonna definitely be shed yeah. some tears, some uh, some uh, a couple of times so yeah. you know well deserved honor and it's gonna be awesome to see him kind of kick things off uh with this speech. Um so we'll definitely be watching that and we'll be back next week on the Dolphins in that podcast to talk all things dolphins uh some more until then you guys take care.
1: See you Bye guy out <laughs>